0: Talk Radio.
1: Good evening ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Armchair Booking Wrestling Podcast. My name is Steve, I am your host. This is our debut episode, and this, and this is the first of hopefully many episodes discussing professional wrestling from the viewpoint of a very long-time fan. My objective is to discuss wrestling, but from the stance of what if we did something different? The time periods discussed will be everything from historical areas to present day. Hopefully, you can join the conversation by dialing in, but if not, we will have contact information available as soon as we can. Now, uh, First and foremost, I will say this is a family-friendly podcast, so you will not hear any swearing. Also, we will not be discussing politics or religion. We'd like to keep this eccentric to wrestling and try not to stray off course as much as possible. And... A good friend of mine I believe has already called in So I'm going to actually um, Bring him into the conversation as well
0: Good evening caller Well good evening How are you doing Steve
1: How are you doing Kyle This is Kyle
0: uh, is For Kyle. anybody else
1: listening For anyone else listening This is a long time friend of mine Kyle We've known each other for a little over 20 years
0: uh, and, How long have you been a wrestling fan Steve
1: since I was about 10 years old, so you're talking about 36 years. I'm 46 now, so about 36 years, I first started watching the Mid-Atlantic area. Uh, we're talking when Rick Flair was just on his second reign or third reign as NWA world champion. So, yeah, long time. We're talking like the first arcade I remember uh, seeing advertised coming up was Starcade 84.
0: So, yeah, I how a, about you, Kyle? I'm a 1984 San Francisco Cow Palace uh, WWF wrestling fan. Is how I started. That's what we got on TV every Saturday and Sunday. You know, you sit with a bowl of cereal, watch uh, a bunch of jobbers get beat up by the stars. Transition myself Whoa. to the old. It- NWA with the Clash of Champions. You remember those? Oh, yeah. Big Legion of Doom, Road Warrior fan. Got in some uh, old WCCW with the Von Ericks and the Freebirds. And a little UWF, someone um, from the Air Force, turned me on to the UWF with Dr. Death Steve Williams.
1: Since we're bring up the territories, that that's actually one of the things I was gonna uh, discuss uh, not just in this episode but in you know, subsequent future episodes uh, the territory days because that's that's actually something I, that I miss. I miss having more than essentially one product, you know, And I do realize yes, we do have AEW and we do have Impact and we have Ring of Honor. But WWE, I mean, they are still, you know, the big boys. And they Def- took over all the territories and, and yeah. And I miss those days when you had your local, um, well, yeah, your your local programs, you know, your local organizations, um, but they were bigger than just index. And I miss the the magazines, you know, what they call the after mags, you know. And I actually, oh. I actually bought other, yeah, I bought other magazines besides just the after mags. But that that's a lot of the, the things I want to hit on this podcast.
0: I used to go to the grocery store with my mother just so I should, could stand there and read the magazines without having to buy them because we were poor. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> we, we were living parallel
1: lives. <laughs> exactly. <same thing>. So, <laughs> um, you know, I would save what little allowance I could, and, and there were times I would literally just go and I would find, like, loose change, and I would collect until I had enough to buy, you know, to pay, what what was it, three ninety five. You know, for an I- issue of <laughs>
0: Professional Illustrated, that that was that in the Wrestler because they had the uh, color photos.
1: Yep. Um, well, I remember those uh, Professional Illustrated and the Wrestler were two of my favorites, and there was, those those are monthlies. Inside Wrestling, Sports Review Wrestling, uh, those were all after mags, and then he also had. Well, I say he. Um, the company, they also had some quarterly magazines, um, like I think wrestling superstars may have been one of them. And they had like wrestling and then like wrestling 84 and wrestling 85, you know, they were, they were quarterly, but they would have the last two digits of the year. And, you know, victory sports wrestling, which we believe was also their company, but what they did, they were recycling stories that were coming from the other magazines but, yeah, same thing. I mean, and I knew every every magazine where, where I could get them in every every store which sold the rest of the magazines, I knew which magazine was sold in every store. And sometimes I would actually that, say, hey, why don't we go to – yeah, tell them all, let's go to this store, because I knew that there was a new issue or something else. And so I, that was the only reason I even wanted to go to that grocery store to get that magazine.
0: You know, but – And just to see different people um... – I, I bring up the Von Eriks because I, I used to always remember Kerry Von Erich and Jerry Lawler and Super Clash 3. And, and remember what a big deal that was that Jerry Lawler was stabbing him with a fork on ESPN when that finally showed. Just vividly finding out in the magazine before I actually made it home in time after school to watch <laughs> the match. Because, you know, we didn't have DVRs you were lucky to have one VCR in your house and, and maybe one, two televisions. Good luck getting your mom to record wrestling over days of our lives. Yeah.
1: And, yeah, you know, my mom wasn't really a soap opera watcher, but we didn't have a VCR at all until uh, she married my stepdad. And even then, it was like, yeah, good luck getting them to record um, wrestling. So... so- you know, so luck there.
0: The ultimate question for you, like you hear the passion for old wrestling. What's I don't have that today for the WWE product. It's not mushy. It's not not anything I want to tell anyone. I watch wrestling. Because the product has been Awful for years What's the difference
1: Well for one Back in the day um, The people who were Creating the storylines You know the bookers They were actual wrestlers They weren't brought in From Hollywood Script writers You know um, Because even now in you know, not that I'm plugging, you know, anything for WWE. You know, but if you were to go on the network and you could find, you know, some of the um, the old territory matches, which I'm glad they show those, and you watch some of the old Mid Atlantic, you know, especially the ones from around 1984, 85. I remember watching those episodes when they first came on, but now without the commercials, of course, they'll be what 45, 50 minutes long, and it's pretty much wrestling. From the word go As soon as it starts True There's a match And If they have interviews They're Short sweet To the point They get themselves over They may get their opponent over And boom Okay On to the next match It's not Okay We're going to have a three hour program But we're going to start The first 20 minutes It's going to be One big long promo And it's always in the ring I like I like the promos That were Out of the ring You know And You know The promos now And And it's gotten to the point it's very predictable um, because sometimes you know they're going to come out there and their enemy, you know, whoever they're having the storyline with is going to come up and and then maybe the commissioner, somebody else, and we're going to have a match between you two and it's going to happen right now. Because, and my wife, she can actually, you know, she she claims she doesn't watch it, but yes, she watches it. (laughs)
0: And
1: she actually, as soon as they say we're going to have a match, she'll actually say right now and they why don't you and the matches have all started to become almost cookie cutter and even for the for the wrestlers who are very very good that even it seems like they're being told okay you must you have to do these moves cuz every match is going to have where somehow they everybody get especially in a tag team match they all get clumped up on the side of the ring where the entrance tramp is well here he comes he's coming off the other ring ropes, and he's going to jump over the top rope onto everybody. Or he's going to climb to the top rope and jump on everybody. And they all kind of stop what they're doing just to catch him. This fuck gets old after a while.
0: Well, for for me, um, I, obviously I was a Hulk Hogan fan. And, and as a kid, you oh, liked yeah. Hulk Hogan, who, oh, Ultimate Warrior, oh, you yeah. know. Oh, yeah. But... Uh looking looking at the classics on the network, I love watching Rick Rude. Yep. And his little pop up promos. He had a character. The big boss man was a character. Jake Roberts was a character. You knew what their motivations are. They knew their character. Can you name a character on the current product, WWE?
1: Someone who could be a character? Can, can, can you really promo. name
0: one? Like Heavy Machinery Otis and Tucker before they got rid of their last names. They were steak and weights, so they like to eat steak and they like to lift weights. Right? Yeah. And yeah, that, I mean now
1: Otis is Otis is over right now, but
0: Is Otis over or Mandy Rose over?
1: I think it's a combination, but I think she's helping get him over. Um yeah, and he's because he's like the lovable fat guy. Even though, if you look at his background, dude has a serious pedigree when when it comes to his accomplishments in amateur wrestling. But you know he's a fat guy, which I appreciate that because I'm a fat guy. So, but, but yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. They don't have those ones that can do that that promo that can, you know, they will talk you into the building. Jake Roberts was, you know, his promos even now you you watch him. You are like oh man that dude's scary He's, he's probably going to
0: kill somebody You
1: know but he It's was like watching
0: dead. Watching AEW the other night You know Cody Cody Rose is the son of Dusty And he's a vice president And he's trying to make This TNT title And defend it and make it a Prestigious championship Where's WWE with the Television title
1: they don't They don't have a television title, even though I think they should have something. It seemed a, a couple of years ago, was it Cena or was it AJ Styles that was the U.S. or Intercontinental champion? And they said they were going to defend the belt every week. Um, Cena did it. And that's what got,
0: remember, that's what got Kevin Owens over. Because he, he beat yeah. him 1-2-3, one, one, and you know, Cena never lost like that.
1: Yeah, I mean, and Cena was good about you know, putting Kevin Owens over, and Kevin Owens is another guy I really, I, I really like Kevin Owens because he looks more real, and I think that's one of the things about the older product is, even though we knew the nature of it being scripted, I hate the word fake because too many guys get hurt, too many guys I mean get killed, and for it to be fake, you know. But I, we'll say predetermined. Um, but back in the day, I mean, they made it look very, very real. Nowadays, it it doesn't really have that feeling anymore. Yeah,
0: you know, I don't know. Maybe it's, it's just like uh, you watch, and, and I hate to use the term "jobber" because enhancement talent sounds so much better. Well, car, car a worker. Yeah, they came in. And you'd see five matches at best on Wrestling Challenge or Wrestling Superstars in an hour. So you'd get, what, five matches, two promos, and a main event. And they'd have little pop-ups interviews during the match. They would get the talent over. And then they'd do all their moves. So you knew they were somewhat good. The, The other thing you see on... The current product, WWE in particular, 50-50 booking. And you saw it last night with Nia Jax and Asuka. You have a double count out for whatever reason on the pay-per-view, Backlash. And then she pins her in the middle of the ring on Monday Night Raw. Like after. Well,
1: after Nia Jax should have been disqualified because she pushed the referee. Then right as he's going to go say, all right, ring the bell, all of a sudden, Oscar rolls her up. And I'm thinking, okay, what is it? Now, all of a sudden, she's not going to be disqualified?
0: So, so sorry, didn't mean to cut you off there. And, and the closest thing they have to enhancement talent, and I actually like her, is Natalia. Like, yeah, what, have they like done? what did she do to make their, them so mad? She's essentially been a jobber for 10 years. And she gets some title know. matches. But um, you know she's going to lose.
1: Yeah, I'm going to have to look to see when was the last time Natalia held any of the titles. Because there's, you know, of course the two, the Raw, the title, the SmackDown title, and the tag team title Um, for the women. I mean, or granted, I mean, we know they can always compete for one of the other belts, you know, because we know China actually won the Intercontinental title uh, more than once, didn't she?
0: Ah, I know she beat Jeff Jarrett. She might have beat Chris Jericho. I'd have to look that up to be sure. And but if you, have the you now think where, about it, what um, happened last night on Monday Night Raw that you would have talked about at work today?
1: Oh, uh, probably not much really, because even now I'm trying to think um, what some of the matches were. And a lot of times, because uh, Raw doesn't go off the air until you know eleven, and a lot and I usually I'm getting up out of bed at, at four four thirty. Um, I end up DVRing it, which is a luxury we have now, um, and I watch I watch as much as what I can until you know my wife says, "All right, turn it off. You're falling asleep. You're snoring," <laughs> and then I have to turn it off, you know, and watch the rest on Tuesday. That's actually what I did today. You know, last night I, I watched um, the majority of it for once. I mean, I, I actually watched almost all of it, um, but it was the in the middle of the naya Oscar match when I fell asleep, and so I'm. I missed the ending of that. I had to watch it this afternoon. And then when um, Randy Orton and Edge – or not Edge, but Christian had the little thing, and Ric Flair came in and um, gave the low blow to Christian. And
0: like legitimately, armchair book this. Randy Orton is a 14-time champion. Clearly – the best heel they have on the raw brand and he needed help from rick flair to beat up a concussed non-wrestling christian like he,
1: I, yeah he, I, I he couldn't have kicked the, him
0: in the, the balls point. himself you know
1: i and i didn't understand the point of having flair coming to do that i mean it may play out but i'm still looking at it i mean what are they going to do, have Christian? say, okay, now I'm going to get my revenge on Ric Flair. The man's 71 years old. I, is he seriously going to go try to get revenge on him?
0: It, it just doesn't so, so, make any sense. So far, you got Randy Orton. He lays out Beth Phoenix. He has laid out Edge. He's laid out Christian. Um, do we have any other retired wrestler from the 90s you want to dust off and like sacrifice to him?
1: So you think they're trying to bring the Water. legend killer
0: back? It it would make no sense because Randy Orton is the legend now. Yeah,
1: yeah, he he has the experience that some of the legends when he first came in and he was the legend killer, and you know he was what twenty twenty one, you know he was pretty young. Now he's in his forties, you know early forties, and so he's the age so, they were. Yeah, it just it doesn't So, not make they any gonna, sense to bring it back.
0: Like, it's good that they're not using current talent, I guess. But, like, are they going to give him to Drew McIntyre? Is that going to be SummerSlam? Because I thought the rumor was Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar, my favorite. Uh, at SummerSlam, and you had a perfect opportunity to add Shelton Benjamin to this new stable that's forming, add Shelton, add Apollo Cruz with MVP as the mouthpiece, and make Bobby Lashley a superstar last night or the night before. And what do you do? You you job him out to R-Truth, who's at least entertaining, but the twenty four seven championship truth. is a joke. It is. But, that I mean, championship but makes is a joke. And, and but, how many times can a championship be won on a roll up? Uh, let's
1: see how many times has that thing changed. <laughs> um, that thing's so
0: changed that at least like seventy times. Time, yeah.
1: But I mean, I I like our truth, and I mean, and he knows he's past his his prime. You know, um, now granted, for a man, he, he's older than I am, and he is in a very, very good shape. Um, oh, amazing shape! Not, yeah, you know, but he's not going to be main eventing anything. Um, and people love him. I mean, so he's in a way, um, he's almost become like Hillbilly Jim. Because Hillbilly Ooh, Jim, I like last time, yeah, I mean, the last time, besides the gimmick Battle Royal. He was the last time he'll be with Jim actually wrestle before that because that's one thing I remember him wrestling a couple of times, but he was always like there because the fans loved him. He would make appearances because the fans loved him, but he didn't really wrestle. And that's our no. really truth. I mean, our everybody people love our truth. Um, so yeah, my favorite my version game,
0: yeah. of our truth was with Little Jimmy. And I wish he brought little Jimmy back.
1: No. I'll have to watch that because that may have been um, during a period of where I was actually – when I was uh, stationed overseas, a lot of times I wasn't able to keep up with it because of just being overseas, the time difference, and the wild hours I was working. So I'll have to look into that one. About um, what time but, period was uh, that?
0: Our, but uh, of all the things that could have happened last night, no advancement. Of anything real There's nothing that makes you want to watch Next week Like I'm into the Iconics I So am I. Um, I I really like them and, and they're a real Tag team which is very rare In Vince WWE like Right now
1: yep, He does not like and, tag teams For
0: whatever reason and whatever happened, did you see they pulled off a magic killer last night? They used uh, Gallows and Anderson's finisher.
1: They did, didn't they?
0: That's yes, right. they did.
1: I knew that looked familiar. Do you think that's kind of a kind of flip-off
0: to them? You know, he, them or are, are AJ, but whatever – Whatever happened, like, I guess they weren't happy. But just, you see the same people every Monday night. You see the same people every Wednesday night. You, uh, you see the same people every Friday night. And the one thing I remember as a kid, like, I used to stay up, watch Tuesday Night Titans, or you'd stay inside from 3 to 5 to watch – um WCW Saturday night or WCW main event on Sundays. And you'd watch and you'd always get different guys. And they they were even advancing the lower, I guess what we know as the lower card now. And you go, hey, Larry Sabisco, he's not boring. He's the Texas Heritage Champion. And Tully Blankshirt is this, and he's part of the Horsemen, or this new guy, and I, I bring up Eric Watts because he was talked about this morning. Eric Watts is this new up-and-comer, and not that he was any good, but they, they focus, like how you became a fan of Flying Brian Pillman, or the Z-Man. Um, Brad Armstrong, you name all these different guys and they, they weren't heavyweight championship contenders, but when they watched, you wouldn't change the channel. Well,
1: what's amazing is if you look at the list of people who people, who everybody would say like maybe their top five wrestlers of all time, who they think was the best of all time. And you always say Ric Flair's in there. Shawn Michaels is in there. Um, You know, you could say, you know, maybe Steve Austin, you know, you throw in Bret Hart, uh, who are some of the other ones. I mean, these guys were not, you know, super heavyweights. You know, some people might throw in Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan was not a good wrestler as far as, like, his repertoire moves.
0: Well, what's your criteria for being a good wrestler? Tune in next Um, week.
1: I'd say because Ric Flair, I used to love watching him because you're because you know, even when he was a bad guy, you know, for you know, he was a heel, um, for most of his time, even though the first time I started watching him, actually he was a, a face, um, but you knew you know, like, he's going to get beat, he's going to get beaten, and he would always manage to pull out the victory. You know, even though he was not a big guy, and he had so many moves he could do. Um, it wasn't just a, okay, I'm, now I'm going to start shaking, now I'm going to punch him, now I'm going to kick him in the face, drop my leg on him, okay, one, two, three. And because Hogan's well, matches, I mean, of times they would get boring.
0: Well, but. What's, what's the purpose of a wrestling match? And, and you lay out how a wrestling match is supposed to go. So Flair, all, if he was a heel, he always gave you the impression that he was going to get beat.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And when he was a face... He always gave the impression that he was getting beaten. Yep. And Hogan, and, and I, I'm a Hogan fan, as a face, they always picked a big dude that would beat the heck out of him, get him in trouble, put him down, and, and he would make it look like he, the invincible Hulk Hogan was going to get beat. As a fan, he would call on the fans to cheer for him, to motivate him to make this impossible comeback, which would usually end in three punches, a boot to the face, and a leg drop. And
1: then the, then the hand to the ear. Hey, Hogan must pose,
0: as other Hogan podcasts must, must say. Yes. Yeah. But as a face, as a face that worked for 4 484 to 88 non-stop it worked in 89 at WrestleMania 5 for the year he was there and then right in the early 90s face hogan kind of passed passed by but look at heel hogan how often did Heel Hogan actually lose matches but not the title in WCW? He, he lost move. all the time. Yep. Yeah. So and he just wormed his way into keeping the title. He lost the Piper twice. I was at that Starcade. We thought Piper won the title. But we were wrong.
1: Well, I'll tell you what, Kyle, we will probably have to just continue this discussion uh, the next time. Um, hopefully I will come up with a good schedule so we can have this at least weekly. Um, but as soon as I find out, I will let you know, and and I will let everyone else know that I can. But thank you for calling in. Thank you for making this a pretty good debut. And I I think we've already hit on some subjects that we can continue on.
0: All right. You have a good week, Steve and fans.
1: All right, thank you, Kyle. We appreciate it, brother. And that's it for tonight. And please tune in. I will let the world know whenever the next episode is going to be broadcast. Thank you very much and take care. <laughs>